0: This is 11 o'clock on a Saturday. (laughs) To be honest, Jenna, no one else in our age group right now is doing their podcast. So that speaks volumes about us on many different fronts. I'm just going to acknowledge that this is a plus on the journalism front. That just means we're dedicated. It's episode 59 of the Go for Two podcast, a podcast for frustrated football fans by two frustrated football fans. I'm Brad Klein. She's Jenna Gay. This is 11 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> to be honest, Jenna, no one else in our age group right now is doing their podcast. So no. that speaks volumes about us on many different fronts. I'm just going, going to acknowledge that this is a plus on the journalism front, that, just means we're dedicated.
1: That's, That's what I would take it as. I'd take it as dedication, not the fact that I didn't communicate with you until late in the week. And, well, I had a lot going on. But the thing is, we can't keep skipping weeks. We just can't do it. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable to be teasing podcast episodes and then not putting them out. So hopefully, tomorrow's a holiday. So hopefully, I'm able to edit this up quick. And I'm not doing that tonight, but tomorrow at some point edit this up, there's supposed to be a tropical storm, I think the hurricane at the current moment, Elsa, she's coming for us, so there might not be much to do on my holiday weekend, Um, so I might be sitting here and doing nothing anyway, so You know what? I think it is good on a journalism front for sure, because we talked about it last time. You can't tease something that doesn't exist. So now we tease something and it's existing. So good for journalism. Um, No other person our age, no young person is staying up till 11 to do a podcast. It's
0: just absurd. On a Saturday night. On a Saturday night. So let's just get right to it and we'll get to our Sunday as soon as possible here. So there's a lot to get to. We have a really, really jam-packed show. We're going to talk about some head coaches that are not in the league should be in the league and some repurposed NFL stars. But we begin today with the team that plays football in Washington. It's the Washington football team getting slapped on the wrist for $10 million as a fine after its culture investigation. There have been a lot of women that came forward about this. Dan Snyder cultivating a hostile environment in Washington and now $10 million out of Washington's pocket. The consensus, I agree with it, $10 million, who cares, right? At at this point, the women that are looking for justice are not going to get it because this is their form of justice and this means nothing. All it means is that the team that plays football isn't going to get taxed on $10 million more that they were worried about getting taxed on earlier. And I just can't believe it. Because I actually think, not in terms of dollars and cents, but in the grand scheme of things, the deflategate punishment was so much worse. Mm-hmm. So much worse. We're talking about deflating footballs and, in New England. And now in Washington, you compare that to what happened with all these women. It's, it's no comparison. But to say that the punishments are, I mean, in a way, weirdly similar, it's kind of weird. It, it's kind of bad.
1: Yeah, it's all a mess. This whole, you know, Washington football team. The whole like the whole thing's a mess cuz this all kind of started with the not started, but part of this conversation was about like why we started calling the Washington football team the Washington football team. It was a whole culture thing, like everything got broken down after that cuz it was like calling to question one thing and then like, hey, let's take a little bit of a closer look. Women came forward. Um I think yeah I, it's it's definitely not good similar this is a little bit of a jump but you know bill Co- Co- crosby goodness gracious he got you know let off from all of his horrible horrible deeds he he's walking free a free man and it's like how i saw on twitter someone was like how are women supposed to be encouraged to go through the legal system and go through the legal process when things like this happen i think it's similar for this These women said, Hey, we were coming together to try to make a workplace environment that's better for other women in the future and also seek justice for ourselves. And this is what they got. And it's kind of like, why, you know, especially people who need, like, you need to be named. Like, why would people ever put their name forward if this is the best thing that they're going to get? And it's all going to go to charity. So the NFL will give that money to charity yay, Charity, I feel like that's like the band-aid to fix everything to make it not sound as good Uh, or make it sound better than it is.
0: And the weird, not even consolation, but footnote to all of this is that Dan Snyder has to walk away from the front office for a few minutes, right? And in his absence, Tanya Snyder, his wife, ironically, will (laughs) be taking over the seat in the conference room for Dan Snyder. So victory for women... Tanya Snyder will be the puppet uh, controlled by Dan Snyder, and that is your consolation prize. Yeah, it's Thoughtful.
1: It's all it's all a mess. They need to, like, strip that down from the inside and just kind of start fresh and start clean. They've tried. I know I remember a few months ago we talked about uh, a hire. I couldn't remember what hire it was. But, they you know, they've made some notable hires to try to fix the culture um, that have made news enough for us to talk about it. But I think this is a structural prob- problem, um, and for lack of a better term, a culture problem, obviously. Um, that, yeah, culture problems just need to be started from, from the bottom, the ground level. Um, so, yeah, this isn't great. It isn't. This, this response was not, was not great. $10 million. I also saw something on Twitter today. It was like, finding millionaires, like, that's not a consequence. <laughs> It means nothing.
0: It means nothing. And and one of the reasons that I said, what I said to start is, in a weird way, it, it almost does not, on top of doing nothing, it almost helps them because now they don't have to pay taxes on the $10 million. And it's just, it just less paperwork to fill out almost. So it, it's almost like a joke. It sounds like a lot of money, and yet it's not even close to um, a dollar figure that they would care about. So that's, it means absolutely nothing in terms of dollars and cents. I think the the biggest punishment that Washington got was being A1 in our rundown, the publicity, <laughs> right? It's not good. And I'm serious. Yeah. At, at this point, from a PR perspective, the damages are worth more than $10 million, right? So that's got to be the biggest loss for Washington, which is not nothing, which is not nothing. I wouldn't say that nothing was accomplished by these women coming forward and nothing was accomplished by what the NFL did. We're greedy people. That's just who we are as human beings and as a, as a race, as a people. So we wanted more, we wanted complete justice and we deserved it. We didn't get it. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it too, is that like, you can say,
1: you know, something was done, but I feel like it's the same something that we would always get. It's it's not like something that, moved anything forward so that it's different the next time it's like okay a slight kind of you know justice was kind of served um rather than fully so it's definitely disappointing but the thing is the nfl addressed it so i guess there's the silver lining it was addressed it could have not been addressed
0: <laughs> Well, there you go all right so we move on now uh by the way jenna it's official what's college up college athletes can make money they can. on their image and likeness. And that is a big deal. It's a huge deal in the NCAA and it's going to have ripple effects throughout the world. The NFL, far from an exception, because college football is going to be, assuming it wasn't a business before it was, it's going to be multiplied by a million at this point because now you have a business with employees that are getting paid. And now, it's going to be causing the NFL rookie class to look a lot different, to operate a lot differently, and marketing to look very different as well. So it's going to be big for the new players coming in that already have their brands, and it's going to be big for the fans as well. How do you see the NIL, rule, NIL rules playing out in the NFL? Yeah, it's I. it's
1: been fun just because it started July 1st is when – the NCAA decided to make it valid by, I guess, or when all this started. And oh my goodness, the athletes have been waiting. I feel like I'm seeing on, <laughs> all right, Brad, sorry, I need to address it. Brad is wearing these ridiculous sunglasses and I'm really trying to focus. And then he puts in the chat, just cause. So everyone, there you go. I was trying to get through it, trying to focus, but I'm not good at focusing, especially 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. You
0: don't like <laughs> these?
1: Okay. No, they're- were... Right. They're kind of ridiculous, oh, but gosh. continuing if let's say an athlete like Tommy DeVito wanted to wear those sunglasses, he can get paid for that. now. But it's just been interesting on a whole, just to, even on social media, p- these athletes have gone berserk. They're signing deals. They're, you know, creating cameo accounts. I know that's what Joe Gerard and uh, buddy Bayheim, you know, we're still Syracuse pod deep down. Um, So that's been interesting to see. I don't really know how it transfers over, how it's going to make a difference from college to the actual NFL. Um, You made the point of obviously like athletes are going to look different um, in terms of when they enter, like the rookie class is going to look different because now they've been able to make money. You might be seeing them on your next commercial, you know, their whole public image is going to be different based off of, the endorsements they were able to get in college so definitely going to be interesting i think the second thing is it brings i think rookies are the ones that are going to be most affected or we're going to see it the most in a difference in the rookie classes from year to year because part of being a rookie is now you're getting endorsements and you're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff i you know i assume that now you need an agent now you need all of these things and it's a lot going on at once now that can start earlier so by the time you get to the nfl you're not trying to figure out all of the business side of the NFL. You could just be like, oh, I've been getting paid by Nike since I was a freshman in college. There's nothing new yeah. there. So it's it's definitely interesting. I'm curious to hear what you think because I don't have any specifics.
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. It's gonna be men walking into the league and not boys. And and right now it's kind of feels like sometimes there are boys drafted in the first round. So
1: Dak Wilson looks like a boy. Looks like he could be on TikTok. They pulled him straight from TikTok.
0: Absolutely. He really does. But, but if he has business experience and he knows how the league works and he knows how the underbelly of the league works, then He's chilling, then he's kind of a man, and he's kind of wise beyond his years, right? So I think that's the biggest way it's going to affect the NFL. I do think it's going to have a lot of ripple effects throughout, especially throughout other sports, where the leap from high school to the pros is not as big. That's where, like basketball.
1: Yeah, basketball's the big example.
0: It's going to be huge for basketball. Uh, for football, it'll be different. And because college athletics, college football is going to be more of a national sport now than it was and it already was, um, especially from a marketing perspective, that means that NFL players with current marketing deals, they might lose them. I mean, think about it, right? If you're Jared Goff, right, and you have making it up a Gatorade deal, why would Gatorade pay you when they could have paid Trevor Lawrence last year? Yeah. No, no reason right no reason it's not going to be good for the middlemen in the nfl those middle of the pack quote-unquote stars that have those bc list sponsorship deals that companies can just give to college athletes and lock them in that's the other thing we're going to see some bad contracts and nfl stars locked into some bad contracts from when they were freshmen in college yeah might see Xerox sign Trevor Lawrence or, I don't know, some high school kid. Xerox might sign him to a deal for a $1,000 a year for 10 years. And now he has to lug himself over to the studios to shoot a Xerox commercial for a bag of balls. And he doesn't want to, but he's he's contractually obligated. So you might see a lot of that because even though the league will have men coming into it, boys will be signing those sponsorship deals in high yeah. school. high school and so you're gonna have amateur contracts for men and it's gonna be it's gonna kind of be a labyrinth for a lot of these players
1: yeah that's definitely a good point um i lost my train of thought oh that's that was kind of my point with july 1st hit and people are doing things and i'm like whoa 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 whoa. like i saw michael jr was tweeting because he's a former um offensive lineman for Notre Dame and he was like this is an awesome day for all you athletes but please proceed with caution because because you, you like because this is unprecedented it's very easy to get manipulated and screwed over basically in the long run so if you're yeah a freshman in college you're like oh I don't know pizza hut I don't know. Pizza that's a fine one. I guess your example of Xerox is better. I, I think of this example. There's a college athlete. I don't know who he is or what. He, he's a football player. Um, and he just signed with PetSmart. Him and his dog are PetSmart athletes. And I was like, which I don't think that's a bad New York idea. I don't know what, what's going down, but it was just so quick. And I was like, oh, okay. This, but I feel like some of this, I feel like there's been a lot of anticipation. The thing about this is, and we'll get off college sports shortly, I assume, but the thing about this is that like the NCAA kind of comes out looking like the good guy, kind of like the like the athletes are like, thank you, NCAA. Thank I'm like, don't thank them. They were forced into this. They were forced. Countries all, like, you know, states all across the country are saying yes to this legislation. Uh, so so states like California, Florida would have an edge in recruiting when all of that came to be. And then the Supreme Court said that not allowing like, players to get internships, any making any money toward education is illegal. And you cannot do that. <laughs> and in any other business like you wouldn't that would be super legal. Um, so I think like, that's one thing that's also interesting here is that they were forced into it, but kind of look again, putting themselves in a position to look like the savior, but it's going to be interesting. I'm curious to see in college sports and pro in the professional world, we're going to wait a little bit, obviously until, um, another draft in terms of NFL, but we'll be here.
0: Now I will say this. And I know this is an NFL podcast, but you can't really talk about the NFL without talking about college football. So here's our little weekly taste of college football, my opinion, right? My biggest concern for college football is that the NIL rules will completely change and hinder the way recruiting is done. Okay, so I actually thought about a hypothetical that should scare a lot of football fans, especially the college football fans. Do you mind? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. College football is already a booster sport, okay? It's won by boosters. Alabama has some of the best supporters off the field, the donors, the boosters in the country, okay? You could talk about the head coach. You could talk about the players and the hotbeds that they recruit from, but the boosters are what really feed that program, Okay. So what is stopping, let's say NIL, okay, uh, high school recruit is on a tour, and boosters are there on the tour, right? And one booster owns a local business, we'll call it a bookstore, and says, hey, you can use my bookstore once a month, every month, we're going to give you $2,000 for an autograph session every time. Okay, sounds like a good deal but it goes on another tour to another school and another booster says, Hey, we know what they're offering you. We can give you $4,000 per autograph session. Right. And now it's not about football. It's not about the coaches. It's not about the team or the school. It's just about money and those, those side gigs that are going to give them money to do whatever they want to do.
1: We can go on and on Taught college football for 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 days i think that's one thing about our rundown because i think the next thing also is a little bit of mixing um sports and conversations that are happening in the sports world um and so it's that again we talked about last week there wasn't a lot to talk about now there is a lot to talk about but it's still in not specifically the nfl it's like what's happening in sports and how do we make it NFL specific? So, Brad, with that, do you want to introduce our next our next little news nugget?
0: Yeah, we move on now. Josh Gordon is the kind of player coming from the collegiate ranks as a star, really could have used this money coming from Utah. And he would have been, Utah and Baylor, that is, would have been an absolute star in college. Now kind of, sort of, a star in his own right. I say kind of, sort of, because right now, even though he's a talented receiver, He's not in the league, Jenna, but he's filing for reinstatement from his indefinite suspension due to marijuana usage and violating the drug, the team's drug policy. So Josh Gordon has been in and out of the league for years at this point. And I feel like if you ask a lot of football fans, 90% of them wouldn't even know if he's actually in the league or not.
1: Yeah, and he calls for reinstatement constantly. It's yeah, bad. It <laughs>
0: This is uh, pretty pretty common at this point so what are your what's your reaction? Should he be reinstated?
1: Interesting question. So why kind of tease why this is a larger conversation um, because the whole Shikari Richardson um, track and field scandal um, very similar not very similar situations but it, I, a lot of people when Shikari Richardson was trending, Josh Gordon was also trending because a lot of people felt like he wasn't getting the same love that she was. If you're unaware of the situation, she was a track athlete. Um,
0: very. Way, I mean, but, just to address up? that for a second. I have no sympathy for Shikari Richardson. No. You do not? No. Even though I think that, you know, they're calling it cannabis. So I'll, I'll play along. Cannabis usage should be okay. Mm-hmm. You know the rules. Yeah. You know but the, the
1: thing is, and yeah, I think. Good. This,
0: I, is, go ahead. this mm-hmm. is the Olympics. This is your thing for years. Your entire life, you've been training for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Or twenty twenty. Yeah. That's your whole life. Yeah. And you're you're actually about to play around and gamble with that just to use cannabis? Really? Really? Does I mean?
1: what the, her reasoning was she was going through it and that was her way to cope her mom had just died
0: i and i understand that
1: and she and she also owned up to, to it
0: there have to be other ways to cope there
1: they're just oh just there there does there does but my thing is this i don't know where i i get like the thing is i respect it because she said it she's like i knew the rule i did what i did and I know it was a mistake. Like, she she owned up to it completely, which I think I have respect for that. But, and people cope in different ways. I wouldn't cope that way, but people cope with many things. The thing that's interesting is that, like, weed is, or sorry, cannabis is becoming illegal in so many states, and she did it. it's just, the whole thing is is difficult because so many people, so many states, so many leagues, so many organizations have so many different rules about it um, and in sports it's usually not a thing that is allowed um, and I think I'm also a person I'm a rule follower so it's very clearly written um, okay, but, yeah,
0: but then, so then that answers my question about what? should Josh Gordon be reinstated because all he's done since he entered the league and starred as a young player is break those rules that yeah. should be followed
1: I'm a rule follower. I'm not saying everyone else is. Um, But I will say at some point, Josh Gordon kind of needs to try something different. Um, Because we've we've seen this story and this, like, potential redemption arc so many times. And he's always back to where he starts. Like, when I saw this news, I honestly kind of rolled my eyes and said, okay, like, This has happened before and I think it's a good story and I think he could be a good receiver, but he keeps slipping up in the same ways. And that must be frustrating for him. I know it's frustrating for me. Again, I just looked at it and I was like, I'm not dealing with, with this news right now. So I don't think so. I think someone needs, someone needs to let him know it's over. I'm sorry, Josh Gordon.
0: It's fair enough. The writing's on the wall. You look at his pro football reference stats and it's right there in 2015 and 2016, just a massive hole in an otherwise decorated career. Missed season, violation of league substance abuse policy. It's right there in black and white. So if he doesn't know that he needs to make some changes, then, yeah, I, I don't even know at this point. And the weird thing is he's had so many second chances, second, third, fourth chances. He actually won a Super Bowl, believe it or not. And, yeah, you know, that's that's uh, the kind of guy. Who's With the
1: of- Patriots, right?
0: Yeah, with the Patriots. He Mm -hmm. was lucky to be picked up by the Patriots, and he was an asset for them. And uh, bottom line is, he led the league in receiving yards one year. Crazy. 2013, he had nearly 1,700 yards as a Brown, as a Brown in 14 games. And the, the next season, he only played five, and he was suspended. And then from there he missed two years two consecutive years and even if he's able to play again he's not going to be the same he's 30 at this point which is old for a football player and no one wants to give him another chance and even if they do the hook is going to be so quick that if even if he's late to a practice he's going to be cut so the nfl can reinstate him if they want to but there's a difference between being reinstated into the league and being reaccepted into the league and i don't think he'll ever be reaccepted.
1: yeah again i think someone just needs to to pull the plug on this thing unfortunately for him
0: let me move on now to the team that's always plugged in dallas cowboys are america's team and they'll continue to be america's team on hbo this year because they are the hard knock squad what do you think as someone who in recent memory had their team under the microscope, what do you think of Hard Knocks going with the Dallas Cowboys?
1: I think they have some intriguing rookies. Um, what's I don't, Micah Parsons, there we go. That's one of them. That's intriguing. But I think the main hook is Dak, obviously, um, and his rehabilitation. I'm trying to think. I didn't think too much about this until this moment, but what teams – would have a better story. Like, two years, or last year... I think the
0: Jaguars would be really fun. You could follow uh, Tim Tebow. You could follow Trevor Lawrence, who is basically Peyton Manning, according to... Yeah. And Urban Meyer, trying his hand at the NFL. I think that'd be really cool.
1: I knew you were going to say that, because that's that's the first thing that came up in my mind, because Trevor Lawrence...
0: Gardner Minshew on HBO
1: yeah it would it would be interesting. I just think they did with last year with the Chargers they did the whole rookie quarterback thing. um and I don't think that they're they're really wanting to do it again because I think there's a lot more interesting team I don't know. I don't know what team I prefer. Um, I saw this and I was like, okay, the cowboys are are interesting enough, obviously the major storyline being their quarterback. um like what what else is there really though? Um, I don't know what drama will be will be coming about. Maybe that's the point. Maybe we just want a functional team. I don't know. It's a fine pick. I think it's, again, You, I feel like you can't go wrong with the Cowboys any season that you choose them. Because, like you said, they're America's team. They're just going to be, they're going to be, everyone's going to take the pick as either, if you're not a Cowboys fan, of kind of like rolling of the eyes, of course it's the Cowboys. Or if you're a Cowboys fan, you're going to love it. So... It is what it is. It's the most neutral this. pick.
0: I will say this, not to pat us too much on the shoulders here. I, I, think, I think hard knocks this year with the Cowboys would be a lot better if we produced it. And okay. I'll explain, so. I'll, I'll explain why. Because the producers are likely going to focus on players that we don't know right now. They always do that. They love to do that. The seventh round pick. Who lost his family member at age four and is playing for them and is just trying to get onto the roster, right? And we love those stories too. For and sure, we want to know about the stars that we already know about. We right? we want to go in depth on that. And one of the most intriguing parts about the Cowboys, you could talk about Dak, you could talk about McCarthy, you could talk about Ezekiel Elliott, who we haven't even mentioned yet.
1: I forgot about him until two
0: seconds ago, and I was like Zeke. But it's not another even one. Him. One of the reasons I'm still wearing my sunglasses, it's Jerry Jones. We want yeah. Jerry Jones. We Feed us the manjo. We want some Jerry Jones. And we're not going to get it because Jerry Jones won't allow it. But if he would, we would ask nicely, and we would get Jerry Jones to, to hop on camera for us. So that's why we would do a better job. But I think, I think Dallas is still a good choice, even without the Jerry Jones angle, which likely won't be there either. Jerry Jones is the most unique owner in all of sports, let alone football.
1: Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones is the most interesting angle. I was getting there in my mind. I was like, fans, so with fans. But I think what I was thinking was he, he was one of the, not him, but you know, obviously the stadium, the Cowboys were one of the few teams that were letting in fans um during the 2020 season to uh, at a limited capacity so i think i was connected to jerry jones again it's late we're now emerging 11 30 i'm kind of tired so not all the the neurons are are flickering that's not even it firing at Tinto. i'm getting tired all right i'm going to take us now to our recap segment we're going to be talking about some more important people we had doug peterson he's hoping for another chance in the nfl so actually, I'm going to actually take this one. I'm going to start it off. The question is which former NFL head coach would you be willing to give another chance? And I said, I was going to take it because mine's hard knocks related. I'm going to let y'all know right now. The amount of thought I put into this was not a lot. It was just gut response and then give some context as to why. And it's you know, not maybe not the most practical or the most logical pick, but I have to say we we need the Ryan brothers back to to coaching. Rex Ryan specifically is who I'm choosing. Obviously, we have uh some some iconic things that happen with the Jets hard knocks. I think so some wise came up in my mind because I saw somebody once upon hearing the Cowboys news that they're like the Jets one is still the best one to date. Um, so that's, that's who I'd want to see, but I would need hard knocks there as well. I'd like to see them and have another chance. Um, Rex Ryan, specifically, like I said, no need to be on television. Let's get you back on the field. Maybe have a hard knock season. Let's try to recreate that magic. I felt like when Rex Ryan was the head coach of the Jets, Like headlines were just happening. I don't know. I felt we heard about it a lot, and I want that back. I want to recreate that magic. So now, Brad, now that I've done from my production standpoint, tying it to Hard Knocks. What's your actual answer? Because I feel like it's going to be better than mine.
0: Well, let me just acknowledge Rex Ryan is a good answer, and I feel like it's it's a pretty popular answer. If you want to be validated by you know other people, I'm trying to find Rex Ryan's coaching record. I'm very curious to see how it compares. To my answer. Okay. So he's 61 and 66 all time, which is actually really good. Not too bad. Someone who's out of the league entirely via the fire. Okay. It was not, that is not just, didn't just retire, hanging him up, hanging up the whistle, going under my own terms. No, no. He was fired. And he's only 61 and 66. It's actually pretty good. My guy actually has a plus 500 record, which is almost unheard of for people that are out of the league against their own terms it's lovey smith okay Mm -hmm. and another reason that i'm going with lovey smith is because he went to a super bowl something that's also greek to this group if you are out of the league it's probably because you never got to that game well he got there he took the bears and he also coached the buccaneers and this is a guy that i thought was one of the better coaches in the league for a little while there and you know he goes to the college ranks to take over the Illinois program which is just a nightmare it was a nightmare when he got there and you know one could make the very realistic argument that it's even a bigger nightmare now that he's been fired after three seasons of just disaster so that doesn't help him and because of Illinois he likely will never get another NFL head coaching gig but I think he'd be really good he's only 60 right now like he's still still young enough I feel like to to take over a program, like if Bruce Arians can go to a different team, then Lumby Smith can come back. I really do think he's,
1: that he's a defensive coordinator right now for the Texans and the Texans are always oh, in flux. Oh, yeah, no. I just looked it up.
0: Oh, no. That means that it's... my answer is no good.
1: Uh, I think it still counts. We, we did discuss pre-pod. Are we going to do people who are no longer in the league or can they be, you know, in the pipeline? And I think in the pipeline's fine. It was a good answer, Brad. I'm not sorry to to really knock that down. But yes, an article here well, published I, by the I'm NFL. Sorry.
0: Hold on, hold on. I have a, another answer. Okay, I think so, that was a good one, though. Give me one second. I want, I want to play, you know, with in tune with the rules, though. I want to... Okay, so this is a very different answer based on, well, you know, my logic. I wanted to go with someone who was plus 500 and Herm Edwards really is not, but that's my answer now. Herm Edwards. Okay. Call, call me a homer if you want to, former Jets coach. But I do think that for a team that's dysfunctional, um, maybe you need like, I don't know, give him like a Texan job or something like that. He could be a good disciplinarian, a team that is completely broken and needs someone just to be the glue guy to bring that program back. And maybe not to the point of, actually winning but getting back to a plateau that another coach could take the reins from and then win from there I think that could be a Herm Edwards role right now he's at Arizona State and actually in some hot water for some recruiting violations too so maybe on the way out
1: maybe I think your first answer was good but your second answer is just you know it's fine you picked a guy who's coaching in the college ranks I think fine answers, Brad, you got two, you know, that's, I don't know if that's within the rules. There's only one. That's all right. We're going to move on anyway. So Brandon Jacobs, former running back in the NFL says that three, not just one, three NFL teams want him to try out at defense event. So switch a position. So, Brad, which retired NFL player would you most want to see at a different position? And what is that position? Again, I'm going to have fun with this one, so I hope that you do the same. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So, yes. Mine is fun because of name. I'm going to almost go with the Tim Tebow route. Bust quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, Johnny Manziel.
1: Okay. Johnny
0: Football. Okay. Okay so Johnny Manziel is out of the league in fact he said that he's done with football entirely so this is never going to happen but it's fantasy football why not what else are we going to talk about in July on a football podcast so let's do some <laughs> straight up football fictional football so Johnny Manziel at six foot with a lot of speed make him a cornerback DB right probably should have been a DB if he hadn't had such a good arm probably would have been a DB I I think that's where he started, and then in high school, kind of flip-flopped, so I think it would make some sense. Give me Johnny Manziel as a lockdown cornerback.
1: Johnny Manziel. All right, so you went from offense to defense. I'm going from defense to offense. I was thinking of retired NFL players, and I was like, I don't know any, which is a, which is a lie. I
0: was very much retired. Like, he is yes. He's more retired than Mike Ditka at this point. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> retired.
1: It's been a rough go. But I, my, like, again, it's been a rough day. So, in my mind, when I saw this on the rundown, I was like, I don't know any NFL players that are retired, which is, again, a lie. People retire all the time. I was highly annoyed. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, Jenna, think for a second. It's only going to be a homer on this. I'm going to choose Charles Woodson. And I got this idea because I was like, who are Raiders that I know who retired? Charles Woodson. And then I was like, hmm, what would he play though? And I remembered a Pro Bowl. Yes, I watched a Pro Bowl. So very few people do. I watched like the game, not like the Pro Bowl festivities, the dodgeball, the competitions. No, I watched the game, the painfully boring game. And it was the year that Charles Woodson was retiring. And I believe that Tom it must have been Tom Brady. I'm gonna say it's Tom Brady. If it's not, someone can correct me. Email us at the go for two pod at gmail.com if I'm wrong here. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Brady who was the quarterback at the time. And obviously they both went to Michigan. Um, and so for the like the final plays, they're really trying to get Charles Woodson involved in the offense as a receiver. And I was like, all right, okay, loving this. Um, so that's what, what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Charles Woodson lining up um, in the slot. I would like to see it, Um, you know, he can catch the football as, as we know, he has a bunch of interceptions that I'm now trying to look up because that's how I do this 65 career interceptions. So he's a ball hawk. I think he's able to catch a football. So I think he can do the same. He's got some speed. He's got the heart of a lion, like a wide receiver should, and I think he would be a really fun addition to the offense
0: the only thing is he would be he's not going to be running many go routes he's 44 years old so
1: yeah that's true but he also in his college career was a punt returner so he can he got some i think he got a little bit left in the tape the thing is that they're retired and usually when you're retired you're old unless you retire for an absurd reason like Andrew Luck would have been an interesting pick just because he's like still young and could probably do a lot of things but
0: I don't know what what he's gonna play but yeah I don't know either but I think Brandon Jacobs uh, to be fair uh, look I just called Charles Woodson old he is 44 especially for a football player Brandon Jacobs is old too he's 38 soon to be 39 and by the way it's not even like he's training to be a defensive end just because he says that he would be the best one of the best defensive ends in the league. He doesn't only his goal is not to make a roster, his goal is to star in the league as a DN. So, you know, it's a complete completely different ballgame at that point.
1: Yeah, it it is. I I mean yeah, that's the thing. It's one it's one thing to say that you can play still, and then there's one thing another thing to say you can play still well, and then there's a whole other Huge jump to say that you're going to be one of the top defensive ends in the nation. That seems like a bit much, but you know what, Brandon? Good for you. Have that confidence. You got to bet on Super yourself
0: champ. sometimes. Super Bowl champ.
1: You, you got you got to bet on yourself sometimes. But with that, let's go to some some other news. Somewhat was trending. Um, I've had I had fun with mine, so let's keep the fun going. Not like yours isn't fun, but might as well. I'll just take the reins here. So I was, I was scrolling on Twitter, and I was like, what's going on? What's going on in the world in terms of trending topics? There wasn't a lot, and Brad kind of took the only one that I really saw, um, which, good for you for getting in the doc early. And so I was like, what's yeah. going on? And what I do every single time, guys, for fan frustration specifically, which, looking now, I don't have one, so I'm going to look at that in a few minutes as Brad talks. But I was looking at, I either look at Raider Cody or Raider Beat. I used to look at Raiders posts, but as my fan frustration last week was, it's been suspended. So I looked and there was this video that a reporter in the Denver area took of Carmen Gordon, who is the mother of Melvin Gordon, talks with reporters. She was like having her own press conference at, the tra- at training camp, ap- apparently, and she was asked, I guess, how... I guess maybe it was a question. I didn't hear the first question, but it was probably something along the lines of, are you excited to get back in the stadium in order to see your son play? And she was explaining how she likes being home because she can critique him better. And I was like, okay, let's see what this man, what this woman means by critiquing. And she's like, yeah, so he comes home and I let him know, like, I know how he moves. I tell him that he needs to hit the hit the hole quicker or he needs to adjust his footwork. And I was like, this woman is is coaching up her son, giving him hardcore critiques, and I just want to say I respect that. Carmen Gordon, thank you for that. Sometimes you just gotta set the boy straight. You just gotta set him straight. And I, I think it was funny because in the reporter's follow-up was Melvin Gordon kind of went downhill the second half of the season, and he asked, was that because of the instructions you were giving? And she was, she said, no, not not at all. We, we just didn't talk to him. And so it's interesting to see. I'm I'm curious to keep my eye on this. Maybe this will be, I would not be surprised. It only happened like a day ago if this resurfaces at some point. So I'm trying to get ahead of it before it was trending. Because it was a very, she's a very colorful woman, was just telling all these stories. And I was loving it. So that was about what was trending. Maybe not trending yet, but could potentially be trending if Melvin Gordon has a breakout fantastic year.
0: Ahead of the game there. I like it. That's the first what was trending for the future. What will be trending right there? There we sir. go. I like it. And and also, we'll plug here for my fan frustration. We have another NFL mom making her way onto the pond. So there you go. That's that's the little tease there. But my what was trending, kinda sort of teased by Jenna, but Demarius Thomas hanging him up after a pretty lengthy career. He played for 11 seasons in the NFL, played for 11 years, and mostly a Bronco and had one heck of a career, 9,700, more than 9,700 receiving yards. How about that? And and ended up winning a Super Bowl, four-time Pro Bowler, kind of the end of an era. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense for anyone else besides me to say this. I remember him playing for the Jets in his final season in 2019, didn't play in 2020 as a as a free agent, but of course I'll remember as a, remember him as a Bronco.
1: Yeah, he definitely had an illustrious career. Um, I think the one thing that stood out to me when I saw this, like the one play, obviously, that kind of propelled Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Yeah, and <laughs> stardom. Um, he's already a star, but kind of like the one, I guess Tim Tebow's crown jewel. Um, was the pass to Demarius Thomas to knock off the Steelers, I believe, um, in the playoffs. And so Tim I... Tim
0: Tebow owes his entire baseball career to Demarius Thomas, as crazy as that sounds, because no one was going to hire Tim Tebow without at least some little success and some little brand from the NFL. And that's when all of Tebow mania really took off Demarius Thomas, so... Without Demarius Thomas, Tebow never would have been Tebow, and if Tebow hadn't been Tebow, he never would have played baseball. Which means that I wouldn't be nearly as much of a Mets fan as I am now. <laughs> of course, Tebow.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely it's that's definitely what comes to mind. But as a Raiders fan, we all know that I see the Broncos twice a year, and he definitely we had some we had some trouble with Demarius Thomas. So. I think he had a great career. I'm sorry that it ended the way it did, not on a team. But he retired with the Broncos, as he should, because that's how he will be remembered. All right, speaking of teams, speaking of the Raiders, um, it's time for Fan Frustration. I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants right now. I got nothing, but we're going to cue that music anyway.
0: Fan Frustration. All right, all right, Jenna, you you stick to what you need to do. I'll let you off the hook, and my fan frustration will kick it off here. And I mentioned before, we're going with an NFL mom, and this is now kind of the second time that Zach Wilson's mother has made it onto the podcast, Mrs. Wilson. And this is once again a fan frustration for the Jets fans out there. Okay, so what happened was Mrs. Wilson – is kind of an icon at this point point. and sure zach making it to the nfl being the quarterback of a new york football team it definitely boosted her followership followership but she kind of had a brand before zach wilson became an nfl quarterback okay so in a way two careers colliding here and jets fans are ruthless and nfl fans as a whole ruthless okay A lot of people are giving her a hard time about things that she might be saying, um, but mostly kind of trolling her about her appearance. Objectively, I mean, a lot of NFL fans are saying that, especially for a mother, for someone who has a 21, 22-year-old son, she looks very good. She's on the younger side, and it's kind of gotten to a point where it's a little ridiculous and inappropriate. And Zach Wilson begged his mother, please get off of Instagram. And she puts out a post that says, hey, haters. She's basically sounded like an athlete. Hey, haters, you can say whatever you want. You can you can post and you can tag me. and You can do whatever you want. But I'm not going anywhere. And I know that I mean a lot to, to a lot of other people. Big ego on this one. It's <laughs> huge ego. I will s- keep my Instagram, even though my son says that I might embarrass him sometimes. I'm going to keep my Instagram for the person that says they get out of bed in the morning because of what I post on Instagram. And I was like, wow, wow. Huge ego on Mrs. Wilson. And I respect that. I really do. But it's time for Jets fans to really calm down because it's gotten to a point where it's just ridiculous now with Mrs. Wilson. Just let her, leave her be.
1: Yeah, we talked about this. This was your fan
0: frustration
1: after the draft, you had a similar one oh, with I Mrs. Bolton.
0: I was annoyed because Craig Carton started yes. it. Uh, it's only gone on though; it hasn't stopped. Yeah, it's it's bad now.
1: It's still it's still something you needed to address. And again, like last week, we talked about how um you use your most of your frustration is not necessarily just it's just adjacent, but uh, not always directed straight at the organization. It's usually the fans that you that you like to address so I found something um real quick which I I found something earlier that I couldn't find out what I was frustrated about but th- some people um are saying now that so originally it was Jimmy Garoppolo that they that thought Tom Brady was speaking about in his viral moment of you're sticking with that guy to say it in a, on a on our RPG pod um, and throwing shade at an NFL quarterbacks. Some people thought it was Trubisky and other people. Now they're throwing Derek Carr into the mix. So there was an article written by Pro Football Talk saying that there is growing speculation that it was the Raiders he was talking about the whole time. And as always, it's very frustrating because I am a Derek Carr supporter. I don't think he's the problem with this football team. I'm not saying that you know, I'm not one to say if Aaron Rodgers wanted to come play for us and we figured that out, that I would be upset if we kind of let Derek Carr go or traded him. But I need something like our, our our alternative is just not not it's nothing. It's I mean, it's Marcus Mariota, which is interesting. But the point is, I just I just can't take it anymore. Leave Derek Carr alone. He had a good year. There's been articles and articles and articles and articles and articles this offseason written about how it's Derek Carr's make or break year. Um, it was his make-or-break year last year, too, and he performed very well, and it wasn't enough. Um, and so that was a little bit annoying, But I, and someone tweeted a couple days ago that Derek Carr is still the Raiders quarterback and some of y'all are still mad. And that's the thing. It's like every year, there's always questions and speculations. I think at some point people need to realize that this false tension that has been created between John Gruden and Derek Carr doesn't exist um and John Gruden has had a bunch of opportunities to replace him and it hasn't happened yet and reportedly they're in talks for a contract extension so let's just all get off Derek Carr's back he gets a little upset and a little moody about those things and as 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 do I I get moody about those things too I want to protect them at all costs because like I you can't uh, people always make excuses right they say they need more weapons they need need more this they need more that the thing is on offense offensive line now is a mess but la- like last year there was no excuse and he performed had a good offensive line had some good weapons had Darren Waller the beast tight end and he performed he was above average but the defense just needs like that's the thing that annoys me the most it's like this defense is in the bottom 30, <laughs> like they're like between 30 and 32, whereas the defense is, hasn't moved since John Gruden has got there. And so I think that when you take the heat off Derek Carr. I don't want to hear his name in any of these conversations anymore until the defense is good. The defense is top, you know, around, I'll even take 20, 25 in the league within there and they're still losing, then fine. Then you can blame Derek Carr. But until then, let's, let's leave him out of it. And let's stop speculating about what Tom Brady said until he reveals who that is and his own Michael Jordan uh, you know, documentary. He'll have his own down well then we we I feel like we did a headline a while ago saying that he was having
0: no, we're not gonna do that. That's all we like. We love to speculate. It's fun. I'm not gonna stop speculating. Heck no.
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna wait until Tom tells us in in retirement. My
0: big J journalism hat, I'm speculating all the time. And everyone does. That's the thing. And journalists do. Not in print, but they do. And we're allowed to speculate. We should speculate in a way, right? And everyone does mentally. And I say, all right, no names, but this person told me this about that in the schoolyard, in high school. And immediately you would always say, Ooh, I bet you it was this person. Oh, no, maybe it was that person, right? We love to speculate. We always will. It's an impulse. It's human nature. So, no, we're not going to stop all
1: right with that ended for us
0: well that does it for this edition of the go for two podcast episode 59 ending in a weird way we're talking about high school we're talking about gossip on the go for <laughs> two pod. but that's what happens in july all right so training camp is i guess you could say ramping up ramping down depending on who you are sorry 49ers some training camp violations there are fine and you lost a practice. That means the 49ers ain't winning the Super Bowl because they lost a singular practice, and that is an NFL headline in July. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at GoForTheNumber 2 Podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. But we tweet out that Spotify link. If you have trouble finding us, you can just go on Spotify and type in a podcast for frustrated football fans. by two frustrated football fans that tag nine tagline that you know and love. And email Jenna, go for the number two pod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time for episode 60. Be there or be square.